one of the top downloaded episodes for the Systemize Your Life podcast is my meal planning episode. Now, this episode is going to take it just a little deeper. You guys come over and hang out with me on Instagram. You see how much I share about food. You guys know I'm super passionate about how moms fuel their bodies, about how I give myself sustainable energy throughout the day, and also how I pour into my home, my kids, my husband, my marriage, all just through what I choose to feed them. And as work from home moms, typically most of the time we are the ones that are bearing the weight of making sure that food is on the table most of the time. So with that being said, it is a huge undertaking to always make sure that people are fed with things that we feel good about putting inside of their bodies and our bodies, not to mention just making sure that we're not just eating our children's leftovers and actually preparing a meal for ourselves, let alone hitting the goals for our nutrition that we want. And I am breaking all of that down inside of today's episode for you. It is a journey that I've been on for many, many years. I do have a system for it. I'm so excited to share it with you guys. Let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Right. Well, there is a disclaimer to this episode, and here's what I want you to know. If you have not listened to the menu board meal planning episode, which I believe is number eight, way back in the archives, uh, then I need you to go listen to that one too. I won't necessarily say that you need to listen to it before you listen to this one, but this is not a replacement to my meal planning and my menu board meal planning system. This literally just takes it a whole nother level deeper. So I do want you to go and I want you to listen to that episode if you haven't. For those of you that have listened to it and you haven't implemented that, please do it. There's an entire unit inside of my free Facebook group that guides you through how I plan meals for my entire family. Now, Whenever I say plan meals for my entire family, that literally means I'm putting dinners together, I know what I'm doing, and I'm making sure that I have a list when I go to the grocery store for these meals that I've planned. Well, let's be real. I am like super busy, and I think you are too, (laughs) and I'm not about to even though I used to, and I miss it, and I love it, I'm not about to sit and scour over, first of all, my cookbooks and a million different Pinterest meals and try and figure out what's for dinner this week and then go into, like, the Instant Pot Facebook group and then the Paleo Facebook group. Like, I'm not doing that. I don't have time for that. I'm not doing that. And I also 
don't want to sit in my kitchen for hours on end cooking like these elaborate meals. It's just not a reality for me right now. And even though that is a hard pill to swallow, because I really do want to cook every single thing that I can from scratch for my family. And it makes me feel good when I do. I just am not prioritizing the time for that anymore. But that does not mean that I am sacrificing the quality and the quantity of food that I put on the table for me and for my family. So whenever I started doing my menu board meal planning system, what came of that is an extremely predictable system for when I go to the grocery store and for whenever I create meals. This is even like an even more hyper-focused, simplified version of let's get real serious about what we're eating on a regular basis. It's it's the foundations to everything that I do. Some weeks we throw in a different meal. Cool. But this is still my foundation underneath that. Some weeks we decide to go out um, for dinner twice a week. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's not any times during the week. This is still my foundation even underneath that. This is what rides me through no matter what kind of week I'm having. If it's a busy one, if it's a not busy one, I start with this every single time. So if something happens and I can't get my meal cards out, I can't throw them up on the menu board, guess what? This is my go-to and I have it memorized like the back of my hand. My husband even knows what these staples are now. He knows this. I know this. My kids have come to depend on these meals. They know what they are and it is beautiful and genius. As you know, seasons change and systems have to change with you to be able to not only encourage you, but to help you thrive through those seasons. In this season of life that I'm in right now, I really truly do want to make sure that my kids and my husband are fed really well. But on top of that, I am prioritizing what I eat. Just a little back story on this. So I um, was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome a long time ago, like super, super bad. I came out of a very long, brutal, grueling um, relationship. And I was a single mom after that. And once I came to the safety of my new life and kind of got my feet underneath me, the trauma that I had experienced throughout that five years had just wreaked havoc on my digestive system. And so I met Blaine, my now husband, and I swear to you, Like right after we got engaged is when like all the symptoms started happening. My body was just finally able to put all of its guards down and, and, and I don't even know if that's really what happened, but, um, a lot of the processing and the counseling and the healing that I've done has, has told me that that's kind of a normal thing. And so I really realized very quickly, I had a, I had a super clean diet before that because you know, 10, 15 years before that, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and all these chronic fatigue syndromes. And I found a naturopathic doctor that helped me because all my mainstream doctors were trying to put me on antidepressants and all kinds of stuff that I didn't want to do. I knew that there was a reason underneath it that I could tap into to be able to help heal my body. And so I looked to food to be able to do that. And so I was already on a pretty clean diet, but I ended up going on kind of a a pretty rigid autoimmune protocol for eating for just a short time to be able to get my body back to 
kind of like a level of homeostasis. And then I fell into a much more sustainable paleo diet uh, for a long time after that. And I was strictly paleo with the exception of rice and potatoes when I was pregnant with Bailey May and then while I was breastfeeding as well. And then after that, I slowly but surely fell off the bandwagon uh, until about six months ago whenever I really recommitted to getting back into that. And so now here I am running this business from home, having two kiddos, went through, uh, you know, quarantine and homeschooled for part of that. My husband has his own business. He's a firefighter, so he has firehouse food <laughs> when he's there. And uh, he's in CrossFit. I just rededicated myself to working out outside of the home, and I also joined CrossFit. And so my nutrition is really important for me to be able to sustain my energy and my, my mental well-being along with my physical well-being. It all comes from the food that I put in my mouth, and that affects how I'm able to care for my kids, how I'm able to grow my business, how I'm able to clean my house or not clean my house, how I'm able to love on my husband. All of these things are super, super important along with my self-confidence. So if I haven't sold you yet on the fact that you should be eating <clears throat> to maintain your well-being, uh, DM me, we could talk about it <laughs> uh, because it's super important and it, and it healed me and it changed my life. Um, I don't, I don't drink caffeine. I don't have excess sugar. Like I really do just focus on nutrition and sleep to be able to give me the energy that I need. And so this is a season of, of life that I'm in where I'm really trying to focus on getting back to that. And so what happened is I really started to dial in my grocery list and this system for being able to feed my family and keeping up with my eating goals at the same time. So what I'm going to give to you today is three pretty awesome takeaways. The first one is how can you make healthy meals for your family happen on the fly? Well, first and foremost, I need you to start writing down your staples. I'm going to give you mine, literally going to give you mine, but I want you to come up with your own list of staples. What is the foundation of everything that you eat on a regular basis? What do you want it to look like? Maybe not so much right now if you're not at your ideal. If you haven't gotten to your ideal, again, start with episode number eight and learn my menu board meal planning system, okay? That will really help you dial in the go-to meals that your family loves without a fuss. And that's where this started for me, for sure. Now, inside of your staples, I want you to make sure that it really is hitting the nutritional goals that you want for your entire family, for your husband, for your kiddos, and for yourself. This may mean, like like it does for me, and I'm going to talk about this, this the third takeaway, I'm going to talk about what it means for me because my eating goals are different than the rest of my family. So I'm going to talk about that, but it still needs to include what you want to be feeding everyone in your house, okay? So that's the first thing that I want you to do. That is how you're going to make healthy meals happen on the fly, is you're going to have all of your staples on hand at all times. The second part of that is I want you to be okay with buying things that are pre-prepared for you, for you or pre-chopped for you. I talk about this all the time. This is like the best, this is literally one of the number one ways that I outsource. This probably is the number one thing that I outsource. It's, I let Trader Joe's make some of my meals for me, you guys. I let Sprouts make some of my meals for me. 
I buy frozen strawberries instead of buying my own organic strawberries and cutting the tops off and freezing them. Is there an extra cost to that? There is, but we've made sure that we've worked that in. That's part of our outsourcing. Do I make sure that I shop at grocery stores that the pre-made meals don't have a ton of preservatives and fake food in them? Absolutely, 100%. Trader Joe's is trustworthy most of the time. Sprouts is trustworthy trustworthy most of the time, but I still read every single label. If I've never bought it before, you bet your buttons I'm reading it, even in Sprouts, even in Whole Foods, even in Trader Joe's, although I don't go to Whole Foods because it will rob my entire bank account. But still, the point is to say, even Whole Foods can't be trusted. (laughs) Truly, I read every single label because I want to know what I'm putting in my body and what I'm putting in my kids' bodies, what I'm feeding to my husband, whether or not he's super into it or not. It's grown on him over the years. He's much more into it than he was when we first got married. He was like, what is this? I'm like, that's a kiwi. What is this? Um, that is called a rutabaga. <laughs> that is called a parsnip. That is spinach. Nope. Those are collard greens. And that is Swiss chard. That's rainbow chard, actually. So like, we've gone through a lot of things. What's the difference in a cucumber and a zucchini? <laughs> uh a funny story about that. I actually think when Blaine first, first, first moved in, he cooked the cucumbers in the oven instead of the zucchini. <laughs> I'm just remembering that right now in the cast iron. Oh, sweet thing. He's come a long way. <laughs> All of that really is just to say that it is absolutely important for you to make sure that you're reading all the labels, that you're buying pre-cooked or pre-prepped, right, meals from the stores to help you do less prep in your life. Now, you may be one of those people that is like a whole nother level, like the level that I used to be before I had kids and a business and a marriage and a home uh, where you are literally cooking everything down to you're making your own sauces, you're making your own rubs. And I love that about you. I will be back to that position in my life. It's just not the season that I'm in right now. And we all have to honor where we're at right now. But, you know, there are choices that you can make instead of buying your kids fruit cups or applesauce with sugar in them, buy the ones with no sugar in them. I just saw this incredible post the other day that took all of these brands from a traditional store like Walmart or Fry's or even Target and it showed the price difference between their their brand, like the name brand, like say Knott's Applesauce versus the Target brand of organic applesauce and it was actually cheaper than the one that everyone thinks is just like the go-to cheapest kind. And there was like six or seven or eight different examples of these things And that's what I'm talking about. Like if you take the time to do your homework and I know it's going to be like, oh, well, I only have 45 minutes to get through the grocery store. Look at this. Take the time to set up this foundation. Write out your list of staples. What can you get that's pre-made, that's pre-prepped? I'm going to talk to you about the ones that I buy. And what stores can you shop at that make it a little bit easier for you than Target and Walmart? Because 
their options, you have to weed through so much more at those grocery stores than you do a local health food store. So you can just type in local health food store if you don't know which one it is. If all you have is Whole Foods, look at your budget. Whole Foods is extremely overpriced. They do have their own brand. It's I think it's 365 brand that is a little bit more inexpensive, but still you're going to have to be really, really careful. AJ's Fine Foods has some options. Um, Natural Grocers has some good options. And then obviously your regular grocery stores, they'll have their own organic line. Um, but again, if you could go to a natural grocer, you're going to get better prices on those things than you would in a traditional store. I will say my dad lives in a really small northern town and he only has Walmart and there are amazing options. You just have to get to know your Walmart. You have to be committed to this and say, hey, babe, I'm going to spend an hour and a half at the grocery store. I need to go without kids because I have to read labels this time. But the next time I'll be right back to normal and I won't be there as long. Give yourself just one opportunity to really dive in. Look at what these options are. Write down what your staples go to's are going to be and get that squared away. Okay. That was the first thing. Now let's look at what my repeat grocery list is. Like I literally reuse this every single week over and over and over and over again. I'm to the point now where I don't even have to write it down. I just know what I get. I put it in the cart. I do the same thing every single time. How I have my list broken up, which is going to really give you a clue into what my own personal meal plan is. Um, But this is the foundation for my entire family. So we've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks. Okay. Now I have go-tos for breakfast, lunch, and snacks. But my dinner is broken up into three categories. So we're going to start with dinner. Okay. I've got a category for greens, a category for protein, and a category for clean carbs. So on a piece of paper, I want you to write down dinner and then make three sections underneath that that say protein, greens, and clean carbs. So in the greens, every single week, I get Brussels sprouts, green beans, broccoli, asparagus, zucchini, and avocado. (laughs) Avocado is the sixth one. It just gets thrown in there. Now, my green beans, I get in a steamer bag. Do I love that? No, I don't. Sometimes, I put them on my bamboo steamer and I steam them and I'm really proud of myself. Other times I cut the corner, I throw it in the microwave, I steam them, I put them in a colander, I rinse them and that's what we do. That is my life. Okay. Sometimes we do that. Now, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, asparagus, and zucchini all get cooked. I buy them fresh. I do not buy them frozen. And here's why I will buy my Brussels sprouts cut, my broccoli cut, but my, my asparagus and my zucchini, I just buy whole. Um, but they all get thrown. Each of them, I cook them separately. Like one night we'll have a side of Brussels sprouts. One night we have a side of green beans, which I just said I steamed those. Um, one night we have a side of broccoli, right? Each of these are a green side on the plate, but they all get processed the same way. They go in a cast iron skillet with coconut oil and liberal salt and... Brussels sprouts and broccoli get roasted at 400 for about 30 minutes, 35 minutes. They literally come out tasting like the best thing you've ever had in your life. Asparagus and zucchini, same temperature, but it's about 8 to 10 minutes depending on how thick your zucchini is cut and how thick your asparagus is. Okay, super straightforward. Every, like literally we do this over and over and over and over and over and over again. And my kids eat it. 
And if your kids aren't eating that yet, fine. Put one piece of asparagus on their plate. Cut it up into four pieces. They have four pieces. Try it. If you don't like it, great. If they don't even want to try it, fine. Just be happy that it's on their plate. It's okay. You don't have to eat it. It's fine. I bet you if you try it, you like it. Not a big deal. Like it really doesn't matter if they don't try it. What matters is that they're used to seeing something green on their plate. And I promise you at some point they will try it and they will love it. And then you can tell them what we tell them. You can either love it or you can like it. (laughs) Blaine's motto is you have to try everything twice. And so my kiddos have to try everything twice. And if they're not ready yet, they're not ready yet. But at some point they will have to try that thing twice. Okay. And then also sometimes when we don't have any of those cooked greens, we just do a side of avocado and we count that as a green, even though it's not a cruciferous zucchini isn't either and neither is asparagus, but it's still, it's still green on their plate. And I want my kids to see green things on their plate. So here's the protein list. I've got six of these as well. Uh, the first protein that I have every single week in my shopping cart is a rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. I can buy a rotisserie chicken, no, no hormones at all no additives, no nothing for the same price that I can buy one that's not cooked. (laughs) So bet your buttons. I'm going to buy the one that's already cooked. Like why wouldn't I? So I always get that. And I, every single time I save the bones and I make bone broth out of it, which is for a different episode. But just so you know, I have a rotisserie chicken every single week. I have ground organic beef, ground organic turkey, I always get a sausage. Sometimes I get chicken sausage. Sometimes I get pork. Then we will always have one to two prepared meats on hand. So like I'll buy um, orange chicken from Trader Joe's or I'll buy the fajitas pre-made from Trader Joe's or just some, or sometimes I buy their meatloaf. I know how to make meatloaf, but they make a really good one. So we buy that one every once in a while. And that just helps me to not have to cook meat one to two times a week. Um, So that's what we get for protein. And we use that for all different kinds of things, all different kinds of meals. Sometimes if I don't want to do ground turkey, I'll go with like actual turkey like cutlets or I'll do um, like chicken legs, right? Like drumsticks. And I just swap out that chicken. And really it depends on what's on the menu board. But for the most part, I just know that I'm going to have some kind of turkey or chicken staple there. All right. What do my clean carbs look like? Sweet potatoes at all times. We always have sweet potatoes, brown rice or white rice. We always have, we always have a gluten-free pasta. Sometimes one to two different kinds. We'll have like a a gluten-free spaghetti and we'll have a gluten-free like spiral. Um, and then potatoes, some kind of potato medley and spaghetti squash. I always, always, always have these things on hand to be able to just whip up any one of these three items. Our plate consists of a green, a protein, and a clean carb. Done. That's on our plates every single night of the week. Now, what happens if we have tacos? Great. Well, it's taco night, right? So I planned for that. I know that. That goes on top of these staples. These staples don't cover every single meal for seven days out of the week, right? But if I I don't plan any other meals. These staples will get us through at least five nights out of the week. And then we will run to Chipotle one night, right? On our busy weeks, that's what we do. This is a fail-proof way to make sure that we don't eat out every single night of the week, that we can eat home at least five out of seven nights of the week, which for me, I'm like, we're killing it if we do that, right? Seven nights out of the week, 
is amazing and that's our goal but sometimes that doesn't happen and for me the minimum there is five nights out of the week that we're eating dinners at home every other meal at home as well okay let's move into what breakfast and lunch look like so here are my staples for breakfast there are eight things go ahead and write them all down eggs lots of eggs we get three dozen eggs every week Number two, I get breakfast meats, okay? So that's sausage and bacon. Uh, I'll do a turkey bacon, and we're about at every other week. I get a packet of bacon now. I used to do it every week, but I really wanted to lean back on that. So it's like twice a month we'll have bacon in the house, right? Um, And then a turkey bacon, obviously, and some kind of chicken breakfast sausage, we'll do that most of the time. It's, it's usually not pork. Most of the time it's chicken. And then, uh, number three is greens. I always, always, always have a a spring mix on hand because it tastes like you're eating butter. I swear to you, I'm not joking. You guys, it's amazing. (laughs) Yes, I did just say that eating spring mix, mix tastes like butter, but the, when you get spring mix, it's like all of the baby charred, and baby spinach and a couple other kind of like few that are a bit more bitter but they're so tender because they're not like fully grown it's amazing number four I get keto breakfast sandwiches and I don't eat keto I eat more paleo but it just really all the differences is there's a slice of cheese on it my husband loves that I take mine off like it's not a big deal right but these are two egg patties a sausage patty and I actually have found ones that are made out of chicken apple sausage apple chicken or chicken apple sausage. I like those better. My husband likes the actual like pork ones. So I'll get those for him and I get the apple ones for me, the chicken apple sausage ones for me. And it's literally egg, sausage, cheese, egg, and there's no carb there. And um, I will put it with a roasted red bell pepper or just a side of greens, either one, depending on which one I've prepped. Okay. So that was number four. Number five, berries. We always have berries. If you're not on the organic berry train, you should be only if the only reason why you do it, there's more reasons, obviously because of the chemicals. But if the only reason you do it is for taste, you will never need another reason. If you've never picked up a container of organic strawberries before, watch yourself. It smells like heaven. It literally smells like, like pick up a a package of conventional strawberries and a, and a package of organic strawberries and smell them both like smell one and then smell the other have them both there at the same time you will literally lose your mind so we don't get a bunch because they are much more expensive and so we don't have a lot on hand they're more like a treat it's like a little ad on the side of our plate but we do we get organic blackberries raspberries blueberries and strawberries and everybody gets like a small handful in the mornings number six is breakfast carbs so this is what we get every single time of paleo pancakes, birch benders. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at health food stores. You can get it at Costco, which is my favorite place to get it. They have this amazing paleo slash keto pancake mix that is to die for. Absolutely amazing. You just mix it with water. We put cinnamon. Sometimes we put nuts and seeds in it. You can freeze them. Um, and really before that, before I was using that and I, I would just get Trader Joe's frozen gluten-free pancakes, 
but I'm really trying to weed out grains where I can and my kids love these pancakes and so it's like a no-brainer for me to swap out for these grain-free pancakes when I know that they're not going to want to do spaghetti squash. They're going to want gluten-free spaghetti or even just regular spaghetti. So why not swap this grain that they love? Because I know I'm going to have a harder time with them in the in the evening time when they're going to want actual pasta instead of my pasta alternative, right? Those are the things that I want you guys to be tracking and looking at, collecting data on on your family so that you can make your staple list just like I have this specific and strategic. Okay. Sorry. As you guys can tell, I'm like super passionate about this. Okay. So number six, again, is breakfast carbs. I have paleo pancakes. We get hash brown patties every single time. Yes, they're deep fried, whatever. Uh, then we get gluten-free waffles. They're like toaster waffles, but I just put them in the oven. I don't even have, I don't own a toaster. I use the oven for everything. And that's all we get for breakfast carbs. Oh, one more breakfast carb is, um, I do get some traditional bagel. I love uh, Dave's bread. His brand has so much protein in it. It's unreal, which I love. I love knowing that even if my girls are just having one of his cinnamon raisin bagels, they're still getting like almost 10 grams of protein in from that. So we always get either that or snack rounds, which are like these little, like little teeny tiny, like round whole grain, like bread things. I don't know how to describe them, but they have like nuts and seeds and dried fruit in them. And they'll have that for, for a quick breakfast. I'll scramble up some quick eggs. I'll give that to them with a handful of berries and that's what they have for breakfast. And then yogurt. So if you're doing dairy, I would definitely go with Greek yogurt. That's what we did for a long time, but we also do cashew yogurt. My family prefers the Greek, but I'm really trying to get them back in the flow of cashew. I actually love goat way more. Um, it's just harder to come by the goat farmers locally and just the practice of goat farming, I guess. They try and, and use sustainable practices. So sometimes you literally will see a sign when I go to buy goat's milk that says, sorry, we're all out. Our goats aren't producing right now just because they're, it's not in season. Like, they do it much more humane. So we can't always get goat yogurt. Sheep yogurt is absolutely amazing too. I know you guys think I'm crazy, but I swear to you, this stuff is like, it's like rich and decadent. It tastes so amazing and your kids will not even notice. I promise you. <clears throat> the reason why I say my family likes the, the like traditional cow yogurt better is because it's Greek yogurt and it's thicker. It's not about the taste. It's about the consistency and the texture to them. They love the taste of the other ones. They just, it's a little bit thinned out. It's not as thick as Greek yogurt, which they prefer that one. Okay. So those are my staples for breakfast. All right, here, let's, let's really get through lunch and snacks really quick so that I can wrap this up because I, oh, and I also have, um, sauces and condiments and then I'm going to give you my personal meal plan, which we're just going to, we're going to fly through. Okay. So lunch, um, I always have bagged salads on hands, like a pre-made salad that I could just cut it out, dump it in a bowl, mix it with my dressing and put some rotisserie chicken on it. Boom, done. We always have stuff for sandwiches on hand and leftovers, staples for lunch. If I'm really feeling froggy, I'll make a chicken salad or a tuna salad, maybe, but that's rare. <laughs> okay, snacks. What do we have on hand for snacks? Fruit all the time. Uh, apples, oranges, bananas, 
all the berries that I talked about, and we have typically two seasonal fruits. Like right now we have apricots and cherries. Uh, we just, I just always have fruit because I want my kids to go to what's in the fridge before they go to what's in the pantry. So I always have fruit on hand and I keep it down low so that they can get to it. Veggies, always have veggies on hand, snacking carrots, snacking cucumbers, um, bell peppers caught up. Those steamed green beans I talk about, I always make sure that we have them cold in the refrigerator. My kids love them cold. And then frozen peas and corn for the, for the really little ones. My kids love to just have a cup of frozen peas. Like they will just eat a cup of frozen peas. I'm not joking. I've done this with them since they were little. It sounds weird, but they're sweet. They're amazing. We always have those in the freezer. I try and get them to go to the peas before corn because corn's technically a grain. Um, what else for snacks do we have on hand? Okay, number three, we have grain-free chips and tortilla chips. So sometimes I'll go tortilla chips if I'm having if I'm having them, but I actually just found a really awesome cassava grain-free tortilla chip replacement that like makes me super excited. Uh, number four, we have bars on hand. I love the, um, I, I try and look for paleo options. And whenever I read the labels on the back of my bars, I'm always looking for a bar that has the same, um, protein content as carbohydrates, if not more protein than carbohydrates, which you will find it is very, very, very hard to do. So looking for paleo ones, even keto ones are pretty good. The keto ones typically use monk fruit to sweeten, not stevia, which I love. And, um, not that there's anything wrong with stevia. I just don't like the flavor of it. Um, or I really love perfect bars. They do have dairy in them. Um, but for that one thing, it's just, I've not found a replacement that I love more. I really haven't. So that's what I do for bars. And then we always have nuts on hand. And I love to have chia seed pudding on hand. That's mainly for me and for Frankie. Bailey kind of eats it too, actually. And Blaine, he's kind of like on the fence about whether or not he likes it or not. Um, and then we'll have some type of like traditional snack, right? Maybe it's like peanut butter crackers, the like little, little teeny tiny Ritz ones that are sandwiched with peanut butter in them or popcorn or like those green pea snacks, something a little bit more processed. I typically do have on, on hand or pretzels something like that in the, in the pantry, which is like, or potato chips, sweet potato chips. We do that plantains. We do plantains a lot. Um, so those are our snacks that we always, always, always have on hand. Now sauces and condiments that I always have peanut butter, jelly, a paleo ranch, amazing primal gourmet has my favorite one, a paleo buffalo, buffalo sauce to die for, salsa. We always have several salsa options on hand and then mayo, honey mustard, and sometimes ketchup. And then, uh, I always keep everything on hand for my smoothies, which that's kind of like a bonus, which leads me right into my personal meal plan. Okay. Here's what I do. Most of the time, uh, I did a podcast episode about, um, I'd say probably about a month ago, that talked about my accountability, my accountability plan for how I'm getting back on track with my health goals. And it dives a little bit deeper into this, but here's what I shoot for. I shoot for my version of paleo, right? So I do allow myself to have some added sugar cause I am a chocoholic, like hardcore. So sometimes I'll have like 
two Trader Joe's peanut butter cups at the end of the day, or I will have, um, there's like this amazing candy bar that's dairy free and it's, it's whole foods. It's literally like the most amazing thing. It it has caramel in it, but it's dairy free. It's not actual caramel. It's all made from like the most incredible raw whole foods ever. So sometimes I'll have that. There's only 10 grams of sugar in the whole thing, but I only give, I only buy one of them so I can only have it once a week. And sometimes I don't even get it. So like, I'll have a little bit of that. I also allow myself to have rice and, um, potatoes, but that's because I know my body type and I know the way that it responds to it. It doesn't pack on the pounds. It doesn't flare up my autoimmune issues. Like I've tested that over time, you know, and so you'll have to do that with yourself and you'll have to create your own goals that you have for your food. Maybe you're doing macros, maybe you're doing keto, maybe you're just doing clean eating, maybe you're doing intuitive eating, whatever that looks like for you, that's for you to decide. This is just what I do to make sure that I am giving myself whole foods that help heal my body, that give me the energy that I need. So I try to be paleo most of the time, but right now I'm phasing back into this. So here's what it looks like. Right now I am full paleo two days a week. All the other days out of the week, I am full paleo, except I allow myself to have one meal that has grains in it. So like I'll eat Chick-fil-A for lunch. Okay. My breakfast and my dinner have to be paleo. Boom. Done. So that's how I'm kind of keeping track of that in my mind and I give myself one cheat day. Okay, sweet. I can eat whatever I want all day long. Perfect. For me, that's really, really helping get me back. I was not doing any full paleo days because I was literally off the bandwagon 100% of the time. So my first step into this was to have six days out of the week were full paleo, except one meal was allowed to have a dairy and a grain. And then I had a cheat day. That I did that for three months and I stuck to that. So then the next three months, this quarter, what I'm doing is I'm full paleo, dairy's off the table. I'm full, except for a cheat day. <laughs> so dairy's off the table for me because it just, it's not good for me at all. Like it's not, it's not pretty. So <clears throat> now I'm full paleo um, two days out of the week, all three meals and my snacks. And then the other days, I allow myself to have one meal where I have any kind of grain in it that I want. Typically it's gluten, right? So I can go eat out with Blaine or I can go eat out with the kids and we don't have to find a special restaurant for mom, which we used to totally have to do. So that's where I'm at with that, with my, with my meal plan. And so I literally take these staples that I just talked to you about. And if my kids are having, and my family and Blaine's too, is they're having hamburgers for dinner. I just turned mine into a bowl and I ditched the bun. There we go. I just made my meal plan. Everything is adjustable. And and instead of my kids having the full hamburger, Bailey might just have a couple pieces because she's three. She might just have a couple pieces of meat and the French fries and the avocado. That's all she'll have. Frankie's nine now. She'll actually have the hamburger with the lettuce and the tomato on it. She used to eat it just like Bailey. And so everyone is able to make this the way that they want to make it for every single meal because I keep my dinners specifically to a green, a protein, and a clean carb. We really kind of are eating the same thing all of the time. And like the other night when we had orange chicken, 
the orange chicken is breaded. And so I was like, all right, well, that's going to have to be my grain for the day. But I didn't also want to have rice with it. So I just had this massive bowl of broccoli with avocado and orange chicken. And I ditched the rice. Everyone else had a heap of rice and orange chicken and some broccoli and some avocado, which by the way, that is like our family's favorite meal. I get so excited for it. You really have to try it. It's so good. Especially if you have a Trader Joe's. If y'all aren't eating the orange chicken from Trader Joe's yet, that needs to change like tomorrow because it is so good. The best orange chicken I've ever had in my life. For real. So that's how easy this is. That was just a lot. That was a 40 minute episode for you. But the good thing is, is that you can rewind this. Rewind. Do we still call it rewinding? I don't know if we do. You can skip back. You can listen to this over and over and over and over again. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to make your own static grocery list. The first thing that I told you that you needed to do, this repeat grocery list, I want you to make your own. Steal mine if you want. Try it out. Totally fine. And then I want you to come over and I want you to share it inside the Facebook group. Yep, I'm calling you out. I want to see it. I want to see what is this go-to list that you are going to have as the foundation that you build upon every single week. All right, friends, I am out of here for the weekend and I really, as always, have so much fun hanging out with you from behind the mic. I'm going to go grab me the biggest glass of water. I have paused this episode like 15 times, totally coughing. This whole like starting CrossFit thing clearly is dehydrating me. I need to really do a better job and get on my A game with my hydration here. (laughs) All right. Until next time, I will see you over inside of the Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.